Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the By His Grace podcast, where we seek Jesus as we pursue our God-sized dreams and learn to live by His grace. I am your host, Misty Phillip. I am a dreamer and a doer, and I believe that you are uniquely created with purpose and that you are called to do amazing things in this world. I want to start off today by giving a shout out to our listeners in South Africa. Holla! They helped us top the charts there this week. Remember, friends, sharing is caring. Please share this episode with a friend and help us spread the word about the By His Grace podcast. We'd be so honored if you'd take a minute and leave us a review over on Podchaser or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by the 2021 Spark Media Conference. Spark Media ignites conversations for the kingdom. Spark's purpose is to empower faith-based podcasters to spread biblical messages of truth and to help you spark your soul message. This month, we've been talking about walking in faith over fear as we chase our God-given dreams. My guest today has spent years walking by faith and not by sight. I am so excited to welcome Jenny Owens to the By His Grace podcast. Jenny has a beautiful spirit and gracefully walks in faith over fear. Yet it's no secret that in life we have struggles, seasons of darkness that seem hopeless, but even when we can't see past our fears or griefs, God offers a path to hope. That's why I wrote the Bible study, The Struggle is Real, but so is God. But Jenny, having been blind since age three, she is an award-winning Christian music artist and has a unique perspective on the darkness of life. I am so excited about this episode because Jenny's music personally ministered to me and had a profound impact on my faith walk when my boys were young and life was really, really hard. In this episode, we talk about her new book releasing May 1st, Singing in the Dark, Finding Hope in the Songs of Scripture. Jenny draws readers closer to God through seven songs, two laments, and an exhortation woven within Scripture. Please make sure you listen all the way through to the end of this episode where Jenny brings me to tears as she closes this episode in worship. Jenny Owen, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited for you to be here with us today. Well, thank you, Missy. It's so fun to be with you guys. I love your podcast. It's awesome. Thank you very much. Well, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I don't mess around. I jump right into it. So let's get started. Um, okay. You've been blind since you were a little girl. Yeah. So darkness is quite literal for you. And you have been walking by faith and not by sight. Uh, this month on the By His Grace podcast, that's what we're talking about is, is having faith over fear. So I want to know, how did you learn uh, to walk in faith over fear? Well, you know, the interesting thing is, so I, I did have a little bit of sight until I was three. 
And I went in for a surgery that um, the doctors thought would actually restore maybe, or at least maintain my side or, or maybe make it a little bit better. And I came out and I couldn't see at all. And so, um, my mom says that, um, I, about six weeks later, just went back out to play. So went back out and climbed trees and rode my bike and did everything, um, that the other kids did. So in a certain sense, I was young enough to adapt, you know, I just kind of figured it out. And, um, the thing about that was though, so blindness, I would say wasn't something that brought fear for me, but the fear, which I imagine many of us can relate to is just the fear of being seen as different and not being able to find my place in the world. So, you know, I wasn't necessarily scared of uh, literal darkness as much as, you know, when I got to school, I realized that the other kids saw me as not like them. And so that made me see myself as different. So one of the first ways that I learned to fight that fear and that sadness, which comes with that was to kind of write and sing my way through it. So we had an old upright piano that was completely out of tune and missing some keys that came to live at our house. Our church was getting rid of it. And um, it came when I was about two or maybe a little less than two. And I started figuring out how to play songs by ear. And so when I got old enough to go to school, I started to write songs about, um, well, about everything, about what was hard in life. And, um, but I was going to church with my family every week. So I was hearing that Jesus loved me. And so even though I didn't fully grasp what that meant, of course, like we ever do, but especially as a kid, I didn't completely get that, but I would still write about it in my songs until that truth started to sink in and, and become real. So in a certain sense, I think even at a very young age, I started learning about practicing praise. Um, and I remember one time, kind of one of those ultimate fear stories where um, in middle school, like many of us, I experienced, you know, some pretty ridiculous bullying and kids being mean. And like one of their favorite pastimes was stealing my lunch, you know, like when I was trying to eat it and laughing and, you know, just thinking that was so much fun to go hide it. And, um, I remember after one of those particularly difficult days of bullying, my mom said, you know, Jenny, um, Jesus is always your best friend and you know that, but there are going to be days when he's your only friend or when at least it feels like he's your only friend, but you can trust him because he has been through the worst, the most difficult darkness imaginable. And I really think part of the secret to overcoming fear is having that truth on repeat in our hearts. I love that. I love that. Jesus is our best friend. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Well, what, what is the key to living in God's strength and not in our own uh, every day? Well, that is simple, but not easy, right? So I right. think the first thing that we have to do is actually believe his strength is our only hope. Like we have to keep coming to the end of ourselves every day and say, nope, I really actually can't do this on my own. And then I think we have to preach that to our souls every day over and over in prayer and meditation on scripture. Um, you know, if Jesus is the one who gives us his spirit and his supernatural strength, then we have to know him better than we know ourselves better than we know anyone. We have to know him. His voice has to be the loudest thing in our hearts. His song has to be the thing that's on repeat. And so I think really practically the only way for that strength to grow is for us to have that time with him 
and to take his words and repeat those in our hearts all day long. And then also to be with others that reflect his strength, um, others that we can be real with others that will, you know, call out our stuff and, um, be honest and let us be, you know, go to them and say, I'm weak. I, I can't do this. Cause you know, I think, um, there's, there's really nothing like, I mean, we can have prayer time all day, but to be honest with a friend, I feel like that's a, another really beautiful, authentic way. God speaks to us is through those interactions with people where we can just say, I don't have it all together and I need you to pray for me. Um, so I, I feel like that, you know, kind of putting ourselves in that place where we show others and are honest about our weakness to others helps us also then start to form true strength that, that replaces all of that. Absolutely. I don't know what I would do without my praying friends and something that you don't know, but I um, have talked about it on the show before. I wrote a Bible study called the struggle is real, but so is God. And in there I talk about, I had, yeah, I have this, um, I have this line that says surrender, pray, repeat. And I have a yeah. friend who says, repeat, 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 <laughs> you know, cause that's it. what it is. It's, it's, yes. it's a daily act of surrendering to God's will and, and, and not our own. And, and I feel like we live in a time where that just doesn't feel interesting to us. Right. Because, because even though if we step back and think about it, what we actually do is scroll, repeat, scroll, repeat, you know, like people yeah. that are online, like, and, and there's so much instant gratification. There's so much like somebody likes your post or, um, some, you know, or, or whatever it is, you can just swipe and, and get sort of that, that next feeling of a rush of endorphins or whatever. And so to say, no, we have to step back. We have to pray. We have to surrender. We have to repeat. It feels like that is so hard. And yet it is so worth it. Like it is so beautiful because then no matter what happens on Instagram or anywhere else where we're, you know, living in the world, um, those things just kind of begin to, uh, have less, sort of power over us. Their, their voices aren't so strong. And what Jesus says about us really begins to resonate so deeply in our hearts. And then I think that helps us to empower others, right. With, with his strength and help kind of set them free from, from, you know, feeling like they're relying on their own strength too. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm really excited because you have a new book that's coming out and it's called singing in the dark. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, um, well, so whether you can see or not, I, I think we all face some kind of darkness, literal or figurative. Um, you know, some of us kind of live with health challenges or, uh, mental or dis, uh, physical challenges that we face every day, or maybe we have family members that do, and that can feel like a darkness just because it's heavy. It, it, it kind of means that we have to learn new ways of doing things, or like I was saying earlier, experience the things that people say about us and, and that, that can be painful. Um, sometimes darkness is difficult relationships that we just can't seem to navigate well. Um, sometimes darkness, I think is simply, we just can't see our path ahead. Cause you know, God isn't here face to face. Like we are right now, you know, telling us what our purpose is. Um, or of course there's the darkness of, I don't know, this pandemic thing that <laughs> right. has been going on. So in the book, um, I look at what I call songs from scripture. A lot of them are songs. Some of them are prayers, some of them are limits. And we talk about and think about how to grow our own songs of hope. 
uh, in whatever the darkness is that we're facing. And the reason that I think of it in terms of singing, like singing a new song is because I think uniquely songs, music moves us in ways that other things don't, right? They Songs require something of, of us. Like we sing, you know, when we hear them or we hum along or we move to the beats and the lyrics like might stick in our minds or even the whole song might stick in our minds. And what I've realized is that with all the darkness around us, you know, even if there's not a melody always going in our brain, there is always some kind of song on repeat. And maybe it's not a literal song, but maybe it's just um, a song that has come as a result of our darkness, you know? So maybe the song is, I'm not good enough. I can't handle this. I, whatever. It's usually a negative song until it's informed by um, Jesus's songs of hope. And so I've figured out the only way that we can actually have a different song on repeat in our minds is, is to get rid of that old one and learn a new one. So that's so good. Oh, well, thanks. It's, it's pretty fun. Like I, I feel like what I really wanted to encourage people to do, even by sharing my own story, um, is just to talk about some of my own struggles with darkness and then to talk about how we sing these different songs. I mean, I feel like scripture gives us songs of inner peace and strength and, hope and like even songs of lament that we can cry to God when things just feel perfectly unfair and terrible. And so, um, I I wanted us to kind of look at each of these songs and and say, okay, how can I sing my own song? And so at the end of each chapter, there's even a place to write your own song, which doesn't have to be literal. It can be just your heart response to what we've been thinking about, but just a way to think about engaging our whole mind, soul, body, in scripture and in, in responding to that every day. So that's, that's kind of what the book is about. That's really cool. So you walk readers through seven songs and two laments from scripture. Mm-hmm. Could you walk us through a few of those? Sure. Um, so there's, um, let's see, we begin the book, uh, with a, um, a song from Leah. And Leah, if you might remember, was uh, the wife of Jacob, uh, the, and her sister was also married to Jacob. Never good to marry two women. That's why it's <laughs> illegal. It's a really terrible idea. Um, but Leah was the unattractive sister, and her dad sneakily marries her off to this guy that actually loves her sister. I mean, it's like the worst soap opera you can possibly imagine. And this poor girl, you know, she, she longs for her husband's love. And so even though she realizes really early on that God sees her and that he's taking care of her by giving her children, which is the way that, you know, a woman, um, the way that a woman got her crown and glory and, and was known by society as honorable in those days. So God gives her children, but she just always sees those as a means to the end that she wants. Um, and the end is for her husband to love her. And finally, finally, she realizes um, this isn't going to happen. And even if it did, it wouldn't satisfy her. And so what she does is she turns to God and she's her, her fourth son, Judah, she names him and says, this time I will praise the Lord. So it's all about, you know, who do we want more than God and why, and what does it mean for us to look to him as our true source and to praise him no matter what's going on? And then there's another song um, of Hannah, and I love Hannah's prayer because she also is a 
is a really victimized woman. She's, she lives in a society where she would only be valued for having children. And um, that's kind of her only worth. And again, her husband has two wives and the other wife in this case has children. And so Hannah learns to trust God and learns to rely on his strength, which really gives her strength as she goes to him in prayer. And as she pours out not only her longing for a son, but also, as she tells Eli, her anguish and her despair and everything ugly that is in her heart. And when she does that, when she pours out honestly before God, everything that's going on in her life, he gives her himself and he gives her his strength because because she realizes her strength is not enough. So I, I love that story. Um, there's a chapter on lament. Cause I think that's something we don't do so well in our world. You know, we kind of want to be happy. We want to block the difficult things out with like Netflix or whatever it is that we like to, to use to do that. And so there's a story of, you know, how do we walk through just the saddest things, like the most unfair things. I talk about losing one of my favorite people, my cousin, Christy, um, who was just a few years older than me to a brain tumor. And the journey that I went on to um, kind of walk through that. And, and I hope that's encouraging for anyone who's experienced a lot of loss. And, you know, how do we pray to God during that kind of pain? And how do we think of who he is and where he is and what he's doing uh, during times like that. So yeah, those are just a few. And oh, and one of my favorite songs as being as someone who has battled anxiety um, and depression at different times in my life, uh, there's a song of inner peace, which I find in Philippians four, Paul from prison is singing about knowing the secret of contentment in any situation. And um, that's one of my favorites, because I think that's one we all could learn to sing, especially right now. Absolutely. Especially right now. Yes. That's, that's so good. Um, So you clearly have a gift for worshiping God through songs, but what about those of us who don't have musical talent? How can we worship God in our daily lives, even without songs? Well, well, first of all, if you love songs, then you should sing because that's a great way to worship. And you don't have to sing. Well, you can sing completely off key. You know, you can be in your car, in your house, in your apartment and just sing. But I would say if it's not singing, I'd say find your mode of worship, you know, um, if that is uh, in reading the Psalms, if that is in, um, if there's some kind of creative expression that you love, like uh, drawing or painting or just writing out words to God, I, I sometimes think even just even just writing out our prayers to God um, is a way of expressing our worship to Him. So um, one of the things that I like to do is kind of change it up uh, at different times. So um, in my morning time you know, I'll read some passages of scripture and then I'll kind of like right now I'm in a mode of writing down a song of the day. And that's not ever a literal song. It's usually a line, like a summary line of what all I've read that morning, but it's something that I want to keep with me all day so I can remember. So I'll write that down and keep looking at it. Um, So I think that's one way that we can, you know, just kind of have different practices of worship, different modes of worship that we really love. Um, of course, being together and worshiping together um, as a church community is, I think, so helpful. Um, you know, hearing the people around us singing or um, praising God or praying, I, I think, can um, help strengthen our faith, um, especially when faith feels hard to come by. So I feel like that's a, a wonderful way to do it. And then, of course, just 
um, you know, we can do different things like, uh, I, I like to make, uh, thankful, you know, gratitude lists, um, at the end of the day, you know, if I've kind of written out my prayer requests in the morning and I will write the ways God has answered my prayers. And sometimes I have to practice that because my thoughts are so selfish. And I think about what I need and what I want, and I forget about praising God. But what I find is, as I look back over my day and see where God has met me and answered prayers, um, even if everything hasn't gone perfectly, which I mean, who does everything go perfectly for any day, but yeah, right. but even at that time, I can actually just, um, start writing just the practice of writing down those things that I can see where the Lord has been at work. It makes me think of more things and more things. And so I feel like just finding ways to respond to him, um, whether that's writing, whether it's praying, whether it's writing our prayers, whether it's just exercises that maybe we don't even feel like doing, but, um, you know, one of my favorite ideas in the Psalms, aside from the fact that the Psalms teach us that there's no such thing as polite prayers. Like you just have to be honest. Uh, don't hold back anything from the Lord. He is there. He knows anyway. So we might as well tell him, but also I love that the Psalms, um, teach us about preaching to our own souls about practicing praise, like until we finally get it. And, um, and, you know, again and again, there will be times where we have to keep learning to like rehearse, you know, rehearse what God has done and rehearse his greatness because it will go far from our minds. So, um, one of my favorite places this happens is in Psalm 42 and 43, where the psalmist pours out his really bad, difficult, just stressful life to the Lord. And his heart is just crying out. He is having so much suffering, but then he preaches to his own soul. And he says, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul, why are you disturbed within me? And he says, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my savior and my God. It's like, he's saying, I will keep saying what my mind knows is true. And finally, my heart is going to catch up. And I love that because I feel like for us, sometimes worship starts with that practice of just practicing praise until our hearts show up and they, they start to actually erupt in praise. I agree completely. Actually, this weekend I was, I'm, I'm posting a live event in, in a short period of time on top of writing a book and speaking and lots of other things that I'm doing and, and was really, really stressed this weekend. And found that I was grumbling a little bit and had to have a heart check and say, this is an incredible opportunity. The Lord has given you start to praise him and thank him. And, and also during the pandemic, two of the things that I think really helped our family because we were all working from home. Like many people, um, I've got two boys. One is a special needs son with some profound special needs. He can be really loud. Um, but I would, I would turn worship, uh, music on and it would just change the atmosphere in our home. And I just saw how just us, praising God, how it just affected everybody. And I I agree with you completely just about that, having that heart of gratitude, because it, sometimes we just have to stop long enough to see all of the things that God is doing in Mm -hmm. our life and to just be grateful for those things. Well, Jenny, I'd like to give you the last words. Um, what is the key to living in God's strength and not our own? You know, I think 
uh, again, it is just, it is so, so beautifully simple. I mean, he, it's, it's not always easy, but so beautifully simple. He tells us to come to him, come to him and, and he will give us rest. He will give us everything. He is everything we need. So it is that practice of, of, um, as we've been talking about, it's, it's rehearsing, it's practicing praise. It's reminding ourselves of his goodness through reading his word and letting him speak to us through pouring out our joys and sorrows and requests and desires to him regularly. Um, it's it in, on one hand, it's, it's a discipline. It's just like anything else that we feel very, uh, very excited about doing in our lives. We have to work hard to do those things, but it's also most importantly, it is serving our best friend and our loving father and our wonderful, perfect brother who gave his life for us. And so what that means then is just like any other dear friend that we have, that we want to be in relationship with, we show up to do that right every single day. And we, because we want to know what that friend says, and we want to know what they care about and we want their advice and we want to hear from them. And we want to be, you know, we want them to make us smile and to just have that deep connection with him. And so I think when we see our relationship with the Lord as being just like, we are his dearly loved daughters and sons. And so, and so he longs to speak to us and, and Jesus is our brother who gave everything for us, who walked through fire for us. And so that means no matter what kind of fire we're walking through, he wants to hold us through it. He says, I've been there too. Um, so I think strength is pursuing him as he's pursuing us every day. That's beautiful. Would you do me a huge favor? Would yeah. you close us out by singing a few words from if you want me to? Yeah, totally. That would be amazing. I just happen to have this little keyboard here. So uh, <laughs> let's see if I can make it work. Come on, keyboard. The pathway is broken and the signs are unclear. And I don't know the reasons why you brought me here. But just because you love me the way that you do, I'm going to walk through the valley if you want me to. It may not be the way I would have chosen when you lead me through a world that's not my home. But you never said it would be easy You only said I'd never go alone So when the whole world turns against me And I'm all by myself And I can't hear you answer my cries for help suffering your life puts you through and I will walk through the fire if you want me to cause when I cross over Jordan I'm gonna sing and I'm gonna shout gonna 
look into your eyes and see you never let me down so take me on the pathway that leads me home to you and i will walk through the valley if you want me to Sorry, I'm just crying here. So beautiful. Jenny, thank you so much. Y'all go get uh, Singing in the Darkness. It comes out May 1st and support Jenny. So we'll put the links to everything in our show notes so that people can find you and all the things that you're doing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Misty. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. <laughs>